Hey guys, uh, just a quick intro. Um, recently recorded with Connor from our Hollow Our Home, and um, I wanted to try something a bit different this time. So, this is the uh, song Overcast, it's just the intro, and then we'll get straight into the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I have Connor Hallisey from Our Hollow Our Home on tonight's episode. So first things first, how's it going, Connor? You all right? Hey, what's up? Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the show, man. <laughs> That's all right. No worries. I um, I think I messaged you a few months ago uh, on the OHOH account because uh, I've got a bit of a scatterbrain sort of approach to this podcast and I just thought, sod it, I'll just send it out, you know, sort of thing. I mean, Throw it out to the universe you... and all that sort of stuff. Go on, sorry. No, I just say, well, one of us will usually reply from the band. <laughs> so you had, a, you had a one in five chance, you know, like one of us was going to get back. I, I do get a bit daunted when I see a blue tick, though. I do think, is this person even going to read this message? Oh, um, I mean, my personal page is still still yet to receive the old blue tick, so yeah, yeah. I'll be more approachable on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So just first things first, Connor, the same question I ask everyone. As a musician, as a band, how has COVID been for you and how much has it ruined your life, basically? <laughs> it, it's a really weird one because it's something, obviously, we've been asked in a lot of uh, press interviews with mm. the new album. And um, if I'm 100% honest, uh, the way me and Toby have kind of been describing it is it was kind of a weird blessing in disguise for us, if I'm 100% honest. I mean, yeah. um, since we released In Moment in Memory in 2018, we've been yeah. touring extremely heavily throughout the UK and Europe. Um, yeah. of literally anywhere and everywhere that will let us play, we, we will play. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it, it got to a point where I think, like, we didn't really stop and think about, like, you know, like, writing another record again about doing another ep for a while but like we never really had like this this solid block of time to sit down and write because we were always doing shows and we we're still independent and we still do day jobs and stuff so like your time just gets eaten up you know paying yeah. the bills and then chasing the dream like playing shows and stuff so yeah, yeah i think it was mm. weird having a full like 12 month period and you know it's still kind of ongoing and we've still managed to stay creative in that time as well but yeah during the album process, like ha having that 12 months that COVID gave us to sort of be yeah. on phones and jobs and things like that. And like, I mean, mm -hmm. although it was via Zoom call, we, me and Toby were probably the most connected we've been during a writing process ever. Cause myself and Toby, I mean, Toby, especially, he's the primary songwriter of the band. And then our, mm -hmm. I'm a, a lyricist and we, we kind of bounce off each other and write the record that way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like we were the most connected we'd probably ever been during an album writing process and like <laughs> i kind of had covid to weirdly thank for that so yeah, obviously yeah. super super difficult not being able to play shows and like we, we haven't played a show since november 2019 now on the never mm. say die tour and mm. like yeah just wild that we haven't been able to interact with our fans because like yeah in, in that, that long length of time like yeah it's, it's been wild but Mm. weirdly a blessing in disguise in the creative kind of sense because i don't think if, without that time i don't think we'd have the album burning the flood the way it is where it is now without yeah. it 
So in a weird way, it's kind of helped you put your house in order a bit. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah literally, it helped us put that hollow home back in shape, you know, like yeah. sort out the, the, tie up the loose ends and things like that. Like, yeah. I don't know, like just having that time to really focus and like be like, what kind of record do we want to write now? Yeah. And yeah. it kind of, we, we got to it and we're like, we just want to write each song to kind of speak for itself, you know? Um, yeah. Whereas before we've kind of worked on like concept albums and things like that, like we've tried to have like a cohesive flow throughout. I know there's like a loose kind of, uh, a loose kind of theme to the album like i'll probably go more into detail when we talk about the album later on yeah, but like yeah yeah um it yeah it really just gave us that extra bit of like freedom to be creative and like i definitely think we wouldn't have bounced back um off each other me and toby um as much as yeah. we did without covid and just having that time hmm. that's interesting yeah that's a good way to look at it rather than just Ooh. sitting in a room waiting for this to end Oh, dude, I still play like yeah. stupid amounts of like Animal Crossing and like stare <laughs> hours on end, just like the rest of us. But there yeah, were yeah, points yeah. where it was like, no, mm. this is really cool. Like me and Toby were having like a good like three or four like Zoom calls a week, just like writing um, lyrics. Yeah. And, like it gave us that freedom to be like, oh, is that chorus right? Actually, no, scrap that chorus. Let's let's completely rewrite it because we've got yeah. the time. So like mm. nothing's happening. So let's just make make this the best album it can be. Yeah. That makes sense let's occupy our time with something productive and yeah. before we know it we'll be back at gigs face maskless and able to look at each other face to face yeah like crowd surfing and stage dives and all that mate again That's man it. like, I'm like That's it. nice so obviously our hollow our home are southampton based yeah. um i just spoke to you kind of pre-recording and yours did you say you're bournemouth based yeah, so I'm um, yeah, I'm I'm from Bournemouth. I'd say Bournemouth. I'm yeah. Bournemouth Pool, so like that kind of area. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of genre are our Hollow Our Home to people that don't know who you are? So our Hollow Our Home, um, it's hard to describe now. I'd say we're more yeah. of a, a metal band now, but yeah. the first two records are very heavily metalcore. Um, yeah. And that kind of as they lay dying, kill switch engage, mixed with a bit of like thrice funeral for a friend, post hardcore. Yeah, yeah. So, a mix of post-hardcore and metalcore but i'd say mm. that the, the new album we've really hit on the kind of metal and rock influences that we have as well so yeah. it's it's just very commercial metal if i'm honest with you um yeah. it's a day to remember kind of vibe at times as well mm. so yeah a little bit of something for everyone we like to say yeah nice make it as accessible as possible yeah pretty much man and that's kind of been our philosophy from the get-go really mm. but yeah mm. No, it sounds um really good. Um, the the album is very very well produced. Um, I wanted to ask a question about that actually. Where did you record the album, or how did you record the album? We um so it so obviously with COVID there's restrictions, yeah. especially for small yeah. bands. We're still like a, as I mentioned before, we're an independent band, so we don't have any backing from anyone currently. And yeah. like that's kind of a label that's been push pushing us as like a side note. There, it's kind of like something that people go oh hollow home or diy kind of band they want to do everything themselves we this is just kind of like how we've done things yeah. because we yeah. have the ball in our court and like the, the cards in our hands as it were and like it's not that we wouldn't ever turn down a label we've mm. had some awesome labels like come and speak to us and stuff but it's just never been like the right time or the right offer and we want people to come on board with our band that love our band as much as we do and like want to yeah, push it yeah. not just like make a bit of quick money off of it kind of thing yeah, and yeah. we're just a bit more skeptical in that sense but anyway yeah sorry yeah, I'll get the original no, that's okay. 
It's all good. It's all good. Um, what, what, so what were we saying? Sorry. So where did you record and how did you record? So we recorded the album. We uh, recorded the album with Dan Kerr at Avenue Studios, okay. the guy yeah. who recorded all of our records to date, apart from our EP, Redefined, which we yeah. recorded with, with Stu McKay at Studio 6. But Dan yeah. Kerr, when we're in studio mode and when we're writing, he is basically like a sixth member of the band. Um, his cool. opinion is as much included in the writing process as everyone else's. Um, yeah, we work super closely with Dan. He's, yeah, like one of our closest friends. Um, and like, again, like I obviously heavily touched upon before, but mm. really having that freedom to go back and forth with Dan as much as we've had in the last 12 months. Like normally yeah. we have like a block of like two, three months and it's like, right, the record's written, we're going in, we're recording it on these dates, at like drums these days, guitars this day, yada, 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 just smash yeah. it out as quick as we can. This time it was kind of like we could go up and back and up and back to Dan. It's because it's not too far, really. It's like a couple of hours drive for us. So we really had so much freedom to kind of like just do so many different like test mixes mm -hmm. of the album before we were 100% happy with it. So it was cool. all like mixed and mastered with Dan. Um, yeah. We've had, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Dan is just the guy, man. Like, yeah, could yeah. not speak more highly of Avenue Studios for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've heard his name a couple of times. So that's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always good to have a producer that actually produces you rather than sort of just presses start, pause, do it again from scratch. Yeah, you know, sure. the engineer sure. side of things can sometimes be mistaken for someone that actually wants the best out of you. Yeah, literally. Um, I mean, um, we were lucky as well to have um, Randy's, I think it's Randy Slough involved in the album this time around. I'm not sure if I got his yeah. last name. But uh, Randy was the guy for our synth and orchestration for this album as well. So he's worked oh, cool. on some cool records before, but um, we sort mm. of, uh, like, between Toby, Dan, and Randy, they were, like, the writing force, as it were, behind the album. And then sort of I come in to just put the words in place as well with Toby. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, I mean, just such a cool experience this time around, having someone extra on board for synth and programming, because we've never done that before. Yeah. So, like, the last mm. two albums... Uh, it was actually uh, Toby and Bobby, our bassist, that were doing the synth, and Dan as well. Yeah. Um, and just having just like a fresh pair of ears on the project. Because yeah. like, once we get bits back from Randy, and it would be like, oh my God, I did not imagine that would sound like that at all. Like he's completely yeah. like changed like a really heavy, like dirty southern metal rock riff into something that sounds like it's from like a Terminator film because of the synth that's <laughs> put on it. And like, dude, yeah. it's just so so cool like but like mm. like I say, it completely like puts a spin on where you think that song's going yeah yeah like, really, really cool man like really really mm. like just very it's like just slight tweaks on the yeah. experience each time we record an album because we've done all three with Dan. like we were contemplating not going with him for this one but obviously with covid and everything else it just yeah. made sense to keep a good thing going um because yeah. it wasn't like any bad blood or anything it was just kind of like oh well new album yeah. try something new kind of thing but we've managed to switch it up enough using the same process because we've just kind of all grown together in that sense so yeah yeah no, it's really cool man yeah yeah i've always seen like synth and orchestration and stuff as kind of like accenting sort of music yeah. so obviously it's there to sort of complement what already exists but for it to like change the tone of music is quite interesting to hear yeah but dude like that's, that's all it takes you know that sort of thing oh 100 percent. like it's um it's such a big element of our sound now and like obviously when we first started 
wasn't really as much yeah. a big component of the band but now it's mm. like something that you'd really notice if it wasn't there now like especially live yeah. i think it really adds to the tone of the show like even if it's yeah. just like creepy kind of bass in the background and just like adding to the atmosphere that the song's kind of evoking like it yeah without sounding like too much of a wanker about it i do think it really does <laughs> something to the sounds no i get you i get you yeah no that's really cool i'm glad that um it's uh come out sounding as good as uh because there's always a thing where like bands record albums and they for example like the singer always hates their own voice no matter what and like bands are never happy with an album when it actually comes out like there's been many times where i've been to gigs and like i've said to bands you know i absolutely love your most recent album and they're like mate it was an absolute shit show recording that and i'm just glad that it's out now but like i would go back and re-record bits if i could but yeah. um, it, I don't get that from you. So that's that's really good. You're either really, really, really positive or you're talking the truth. <laughs> and I want to go with the second one. <laughs> I'd like to say, yeah, I'd like to say I'm just being honest and real about it. Like to be 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I could definitely agree with like what you're saying. Like I've definitely been that yeah. guy sometimes. Like yeah. people up to me, it shows me like, oh, I absolutely love this track. And I've been like, oh, if I'm honest, that's like yeah. one of my least favorite tracks on the yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For example, like we did a cover of uh, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You like a good mm. few years ago now. Yeah. And um, when we recorded it, I was super ill, like really ill. Like I had like mm-hmm. tonsillitis. We'd come back from a tour and I was like resting up from it. And I would got ill at the like sort of rear end of the tour. And um, yeah. In, yeah, like t- we, we'd had this slot booked to the studio. And we had to get it done, like the deadlines and stuff. And I was like, oh, great, cool. Let's just mm. do it. And I had like my, my cup there full of spit while I'm recording. Like it's absolutely disgusting. But like yeah. it came out and like every time I hear that song, I just I don't hear anything else. I just hear how terrible yeah. I sound because I knew I was yeah. so cool. And like mm. that was I think that's the our only song that's ever been played on like major radio, like on Radio One, like during prime time. Like it's the only yeah. song we've ever had hit anything near that. And like, oh, it just burns me so much when I think about it. You had to, it had to be that one, didn't it? It had to be the one where I was super. Yeah, nervous. yeah. But yeah, yeah. You're like hyper aware of it because obviously it was you, and yeah. you knew more than anyone that you know. You probably could have uh, not mentioned it, sort of thing, and gotten away with it to an extent. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm sure you'll be on Radio One again, mate. Don't worry. Oh, fingers crossed, <laughs> mate. Fingers crossed. That's we'll it. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about burning the flood. So we've got about eleven minutes left of this recording, and then we'll go into another one. Um, I just quickly wanted to mention my top three songs of the album. Um, so I've got Monarch, Lovely. I've got Overcast, mm-hmm. which was I think the first song I heard because I tend to. I've got a bit of a Spotify thing at the moment where I tend to listen halfway through and then I work my way back or forward. Yeah. Um, when I heard when I heard the chorus of "I've been coming apart of the seams," mm. I remember like punching the top of my car as I like <laughs> as I was like driving to work. I was like, "This is fucking cool. This is like really like easy to sort of sing along to, and it's not like Lord, sort of like Berry yeah. Tomorrow times, you know that sort of stuff. Sometimes it's a bit like, is he even saying words? Is he just sort of?" Is he just going through like a bowel movement? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah literally. Um, yeah, and the third song I've got is Nerve. Nice. That's um, a good choice. You, you picked some of my favourites there, man. <laughs> cool, cool. But yeah, um, 
I do like to make sure that I do my research before jumping into a recording with someone. So um, they they all sound really, really good. And I like the sort of the way that like the riffs sort of seamlessly integrate in the songs because the songs I've just mentioned, I think some of them go for a bit of a change and sometimes that can be quite jarring. But I think you've managed to do it quite fluidly. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out. No. Give it a listen. No, yeah. Toby is a, he's a very, I don't know anyone who mm. songwrites like Toby. Like, he's a very, yeah. one of the most talented guitar players I've ever, ever met. Like, he is ridiculous. Like, just the way that he structures the songs. Like, just watching yeah. him watch I'm there, like, at his, like, his flat with his uh, fiance like quite a bit just like during the process of watching him write and things like that like man he is yeah one talented guy i can't take any credit for that but mm-hmm. um yeah man like, like i say you picked three tracks that i i'm really quite proud of now monarch is probably my favorite track off the album um nice. purely because like well i love the chorus and two yeah. it's the um it's that like slipknot-esque breakdown like I yeah. really love, like, yeah, I don't know, just the 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 drum, like some of the drum patterns that Toby has like chosen this time round. Like he's really like played to Nick's strengths as a drummer, and like yeah. really switched up how our the, the kind of traditional our hollow our home formula for a song goes. Like we're mm. very much a like verse chorus breakdown verse chorus, you know, a a b c metalcore is like how we used to describe it. Like yeah, our two albums for sure. Um, I think in moment was a little bit more technical, but this time we kind of like, we had the rule book there, but we were kind of just going off on a tangent like so many times. And like, I think that's like why uh, you get that kind of element of like, you said like it, the, the riffs kind of seamlessly. Yeah. Like jointed and jarring, but like in, but not in like a really like offensive kind of way. Like it kind of weirdly yeah. blends together nicely. Like, and I think that's kind of the result of us trying to break out of, this mm. traditional uh, hollow our home metalcore shell and like branching out a little bit because i mean toby in yeah. like pretty much every interview we've been saying um it, it, like the goal for him is to get our hollow home in stadiums like we want to be like a stadium metal band like that is the goal yeah. that's oh, the yeah kind of, yeah that, that's kind of where we want to take it you know the, the parkway drive kind of route is what like yeah. we'd, we'd rather than go down this kind of like synthetic pop route that you've got like Room of the Horizon and like Architects and stuff like branching out into. I mean, Architects are obviously a little bit more rock, but like we really want yeah. to go to that kind of stadium metal kind of thing. Like we've, I mean, yeah. even some of the riffs on the album, especially in Overcast, the, the, the other track, one of the other tracks you mentioned, mm. the breakdown tracks, like back riff, like it literally sounds like it could be from a Nickelback song. And like, yeah, it does. I enjoy that. I really like it because yeah. what the reaction video, on youtube when that riff hits like they're not expecting it they're expecting a breakdown and it's not what you get like it's it's Mm. like we've gone we're not in 2012 and we're self-aware don't worry we know (laughs) it's not we're gonna mix it up like yeah you know like i really appreciate how we've like tried to switch it up in places i I really think and some of those points are like where the album really shines Mm. so just on that obviously you've mentioned a couple of bands there what would you say maybe even as a person rather than a band as a collective um connor what are your sort of three sort of top inspirations for writing music in terms of other bands oh that's a really good question um i'd have to put under oath as number one under oath are probably like my all-time favorite band like i love that band so much yeah cool Um, 
we played with them one time in Belgium. Oh, wow. Yeah, I fangirled so hard. Like, <laughs> I saw Aaron Gillespie like walking back, the drummer, and I literally was like, I just have to tell you that Define the Great Line is in my top five albums of all time. You're amazing. Like, had to stop <laughs> kind of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, Under Oath, um, I'd, I'd have to say A Day to Remember as well, because like, mm. I'm, 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 when I was growing up, like, for those who have heart, came out when I was like 15, 16, like, and it was like a really big turning point to hear a band doing like pop punk and metalcore at the same time. Like, yeah. I really mm. liked that contrast. Like, it really like yeah. drew me in and, like they quickly became like a one of my favorite bands at that point in time. So yeah, yeah. definitely put a date to remember in there. Mm. Uh, um, I probably have to put like I probably have to put funeral for a friend as well. Yeah, yeah, I probably have to just because like post hardcore and emo and mm. like albums like hours and stuff like really. Yeah. That was like a really big thing for me as well. Like going to like give it a name festival in like 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I was yeah. super that whole scene, and it like definitely helped mm-hmm. me like shape my style in terms of writing lyrics. Because like before that, yeah. I just really into like Green Day and Nirvana, and like kind of finding my feet with like rock music and stuff. Like as a yeah. kid, like 12, 13, mm-hmm. and then like having people talk about how sad they were <laughs> it was basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah cool that's cathartic and i really like that and i want to do that myself because it's like a, a, a constructive yeah. way of getting my feelings out so like yeah heavily yeah. Influenced me. so I, I i put funeral for a friend in there yeah for sure yeah i haven't heard hours in a while i need to have a listen to that properly all the way through again but i remember like the bit of the start with a telephone going mm. and she says hello and it kicks into the song i was like this I don't think this has ever been done before when I first heard it. I was like, wow, this is like you don't know what you're gonna get with this album, sort of thing. Yeah. And like, then obviously like, hey, go I on, sorry. Buying, no, no, sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. I bought uh, uh, <laughs> I remember buying the C D uh yeah. from the uh, WH Smith, like back in the day. Oh no, Woolworths. It was a Woolworths. You don't even oh, get that. Yeah. <laughs> like literally putting my Walkman back in the day and being like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, this guy just gets me. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Truman Show, you're being filmed. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Did your um, did your Walkman ever fit in your hoodie properly, or did it just slightly hang out? Never fit properly. Literally, yeah, I was holding it most of the time. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Or like like zipping it in like the top part of my bag or something, and then like mm. do you know what I mean? And then like having yeah. it on my back, like I don't know, yeah, yeah. some like stupid <laughs> way of trying to function in early two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember like just about to listen to like by the way, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Just about to press play on the Walkman. Sat on a bus at the you know the back because I'm cool apparently. Um, you know, just about to start listening to By The Way and one of my mates from school that I haven't spoke to in five years comes up to me and goes, hey man, how's it going? Oh. And it's just like, oh, I'll just put the Walkman away then because apparently I need to talk to you for this 40-minute journey. Please, just yeah. give me a moment of feeling cool inside my head, please. That's it, yeah, <laughs> that's it. But um, yeah, I think like Funeral for a Friend, am I right in thinking Hours was their first album? No, they had an album before that called Casually Dressed and Deep in Conversation. Oh, right. I thought yeah. it was Ethel Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that album came out before, I yeah. think. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> yeah, then they did, um, was it Red is a New Black? Oh, yeah. Or the, what was the album that had uh, Oblivion on? Oh, man. 
tales don't tell themselves that's it yeah yeah that's it yeah. hell yeah 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 they always did a really like good couple of songs in every album but i remember um like back in the day of like scuzz and kerrang yeah on like music channels where if i didn't like something on kerrang i'd flip over to scuzz and vice versa oh yeah that was um, standard that was standard wasn't it but, um i remember hearing wrench by funeral for a friend and the drummer was singing quite a lot yeah 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 and i was like this is quite this is quite strange like I feel like Funeral for a Friend are quite sort of schizophrenic with their music and they're kind of, they're just not afraid to try stuff that they go. And I kind of appreciate that in a way. Yeah, they were just like kind of one of those like flagship, like leading bands back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing, I remember, I swear I saw a show where like they were supporting the, uh, like they were supporting the Blackout or something. Oh, like, right. Which was like strange because like for yeah. me, Friend were always like bigger than the Blackout, you know? But like, mm. Oh man, yeah, they were just one of those bands back in the day that yeah. like really, really influenced like so many other groups. Like I, I, I know like bands like Holding Absence and stuff massively oh, influenced yeah. you know, for a friend, you know. And bands like Thrice as well, like super influenced bands like that. So like there's yeah. like a bit of a revival of that kind of sound now, isn't there? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I need to get Holding Absence on here at some point. Yeah. I've been speaking to Lucas a little bit, but um. Yeah, we, we won't go too much into that because uh, I don't want to uh, foreshadow this too much and listen back to this and think, oh, God, Ben, what were you thinking? No, um, always bad, always yeah. Bad. yeah, they're cool. I really like them. Um, so just quickly before we go to a break. Yeah. Um, are you happy to talk about your fav- favourite songs on the album, the favourite three that I've just sort of given you? Oh, yeah, sure. Are we are we cool to talk about that now? Or do you need to jump because it's 25? Let's go for it. All right, Let's go for it. Cool. My three favourite tracks on Burn in the Flood would be, as I've already said, Monarch's probably my favourite track. So Monarch goes up there. Yeah. Uh, Children of Manus is up there, simply because yeah. it's like the follow track with no clean vocals. So that was really okay. cool. Yeah. And it's all about Dark Souls, so that's also really sick. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? So difficult. Uh, probably in retrospect, just because it's like a classic hollow mm. song. And I think it's yeah. nice to have that on there. Like, I, I I just really enjoy the chorus in that song. Just super good vibe, good vibes. Like, absolutely love yeah. it. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm happy with that. There we go. There we go. So we're just going to go to a quick grind advert. We'll be right back. And Connor, I'll send you a link in a sec. Cheers, guys. Peace. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. This show is officially sponsored by Grind Fitness and Sportswear Clothing. This active and healthy lifestyle company hails from Weymouth and do I. Check out their website, which is www.grindlimited, which is ltduk.com. That's www.grindlimituk.com. I've recently been given some of their products to test out and it's all been absolutely fantastic and very very comfortable to wear. The base layer doesn't cling to you and you can really feel the quality of the clothing. Get involved and start your own grind today. If you have any questions regarding any of their products please feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page which is Absolute Bedlam Podcast or drop Clayton the CEO a message on Instagram his uh, Instagram page even is called Grind, which is G-R-N-D. We will be very happy to help you with any inquiries that you have 
on your way to start your own fitness adventure. Thanks again to Grind for allowing me to promote your products. Right then, back to it. Just to let you know that Grind are currently doing a 25% off everything on their store with my affiliate code, which is Bedlam2021. So that's B-E-D-L-A-M for mother, 2021, which is the year that we live in. Bedlam 2021 at checkout for 25% off all products. Grind. Back to the episode. Just watching the sun go down whilst I was waiting for you to join. It's quite nice out here. I've uh, gone mobile today because um, I'm thinking about going video soon. And obviously Ooh. that would sort of cement me into the floor of uh, my house. But, <laughs> yeah, this is cool. So, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's just, just dropped in Weymouth. Who are surrounded by seagulls and uh, litter and, yeah, welcome to Weymouth, basically. <laughs> there we go. Nice view, though. It's all yeah, good. Beach, this is something. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Are you um, walking distance on the beach from where you are? No, so I live uh, in a place called Murley, which is right near Wimborne, if you know Wimborne. Um, yeah, it's like a little like country village town. Um, mm. It's just proper out in the sticks. Um, lots of farms yeah. and stuff around here. So it's just super quiet all the time. It's really nice. Yeah. No, I'm just in my little back room slash anime manga room where I had to okay. have like a big old bookshelf full of manga. <laughs> we'll get into manga um, if I remember, if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah, always down to talk about manga. Right, it's more go. interesting than the band. That's it. It's not the band. Let's talk about Ghost in a Shell. <laughs> yeah, let's get a right. Kira on. Yeah, that's it. Right, so I didn't notice until earlier, but it seems that OHOH has some hot sauce. So, it does um, indeed. It does indeed. What made you think of doing that? Well, uh, Tobias, Toby, he is a chef. Um, well, he has been a chef. In yeah. Uh, like yeah, he's, he's sort of over the years alongside the band, Toby's kind of done various kind of cooking jobs, uh, various different establishments and stuff. Um, and he yeah knows a, knows a thing or two about cooking. So um, we got in contact with this company. I th- I can't remember the name of the company. That's really awful of me. You'll soon learn that like I literally just turn up and scream and write some sad words. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty much my role. Like everything else, I know very little about. But yeah. regards, so we got in contact with this this really cool company. Um, they'd done a hot sauce for the Prodigy before as well, which we thought. Oh wow! So like we spoke to them and we were like, "Would you be interested in doing a hot sauce with us?" We know we're like a lot smaller than the Prodigy, but like, yeah, we'd we'd love to work on uh, like just even if it's just one, we'd love to work on a hot sauce range. And they hit us up yeah. and we're like, "Yep, yeah, we'd absolutely love to do that, one hundred percent." So we've done one as like a trial, which is the Bun in the Flood hot sauce. It's like a really like fairly mild hot sauce. It's got quite yeah. a like sweet kind of it's a bit like a chipotle kind of vibe it's, okay. it, yeah, it's really really good uh very very smoky yeah. bit sweet yeah it's tasty yeah. um and i say that as someone who like my favorite spice is flour like i'm terrible with spice i'm freaking <laughs> um, yeah, yeah yeah it's really good um but we're pr- planning on doing like a whole range so we're gonna Hell do yeah. the next one's gonna be super super spicy it'll be the uh, a play on heart sick it'll be heat sick so yeah, uh, nice. yeah, we've got, <laughs> got a good couple planned in the works. So 
I'm hoping we're going to do a sweet sea dog like cool ranch or something so I can get involved as well. That would be tight, but yeah, watch this space. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first. Just yeah. um, on hot sauce, because I do like a bit of hot sauce, but I don't like it to the point where I can't actually taste my food. Yeah, that's so that's like that's my sort of limit. I was actually listening to a podcast. I think it's called the Riff Hard Podcast. Highly recommend that one if uh, you're bored at any point, guys. Um, and they had Bumblefoot on, which is, um, well, I, I don't really know how to describe him. He used to be in Guns N' Roses when it was oh, like GNR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's done like nearly every single TV advert jingle, basically. Um, he's really got around like if you check out his wikipedia he's done so much stuff it's ridiculous yeah yeah, yeah. um and he's just recently released his own sauce his own hot sauce and um he's followed the same sort of method as you that he released like a medium one yeah um i think he did a hot one recently and it was like three million scoville oh jesus and it's called bumble fucked (laughs) <laughs> and apparently it is like you can only have like one teaspoon of it per plate of food oh because it will ruin your life but um yeah why i just thought that was a... what's that sorry why do people do this to themselves i know it's like a form of like sadistic sort of what's it called Masis- masochistic masochistic yeah. I think where you just want to hurt yourself all the time yeah, your limits, I suppose. I think that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? Trying to like test your body to its limit. Yeah, literally. I oh, think you're right. Weird, weird world. Yeah, I don't so, get yeah. it. How how can we get a bottle of that then? Well, you can order it directly through Hollow Supply Co store. So we, um, as I've said, probably too many times already, but we do pretty <laughs> much everything for this band by ourselves. Um, so we yeah. release all our music through our own label, uh, Hollow Records. Um, We do uh, all of our merch through our merch store, which is Hollow Supply Co. We do video game streaming through Hollow Gaming Co. We do everything under the Hollow kind of brand name. So yeah, just hit up hollowsupply.co. We've got all of our merch available on there. We've got a bunch of old stuff, which is reduced like really, really heavily. So if you want to pick up old album merch, and we've got a bunch of really nice new stuff that's come through. And we pretty much package all the orders like by ourselves. So if you want any oh, wow. other requests, anything signed, anything like that, like yeah. just give us a shout and we can we can do that for you. So anyone listening that wants to pick up merch, please do. You'll get that little personal touch from us. You can get nice. me a little puppy on your CD or something if that's what you want. <laughs> Whatever you want, we can Whatever do that. You want. <laughs> but yeah, the hot sauce is up there. And uh, yeah, it was just a really cool, fun thing to do, man. Like, um, yeah. we, we're just trying to like mix it up and think of like weird little bits of merch that we can get. So, like I, I said recently on a live stream, I'd love to see some our hollow our home hand towels or like uh, our, our hollow our homeware or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to mix that up. You know, get some nice decor bits on the go. You know, for yeah. the the metal fan that cares about the aesthetic. You know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, watch this space again. Our hollow our home baking. Yeah, there you go. Toby would love our hollow home baking tray, mate. He'd yeah. absolutely be on that. There we go. Invoice me. Uh, no, yeah. I'll invoice you. I always forget how business works. I, 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 yeah. It's cool. Like I said, I don't I don't do business either. <laughs> no, it's a load of rubbish, isn't it? Who needs it? Um so yeah. 
let's uh, quickly go into the Twitch stuff. So um, I've obviously noticed through my research that you're quite big on the uh, domain name, as it were. So obviously I've been sending you emails with these recording links through uh, ohoh.com. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're all about the uh, the branding and the um, the marketing of keeping that as your sort of I don't know it's like intellectual property I suppose isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, um, yeah, like um, it's it's kind of all we have like is our own little you know yeah. hub. So like we just kind of put it on everything and try and make which we, we, we want everything to feel like an experience. Like and we want it to all be cohesive. We, again, without sounding like too much of a pretentious douchebag, we do want yeah. it to feel like when you go through the Hollis or like we, we we've added like personal personalized custom tags as well to all the like new garments from the burn and the flood range. So we're looking at doing some more like comfort kind of like leisure wear as well and doing a whole different kind of streetwear brand. Like we've got lots of things in the works and we always want it to be under that umbrella of hollow. Um, and yeah. you know, it could be something that we even turn into like things like hollow rehearsal studios, like, um, hollow, or hollow uh, tuition, you know, like we, we start doing like guitar lessons and things like that. Like we do want it to feel like a really like cohesive experience across the board. Like we don't want to yeah. just be a band, if that makes sense. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. to be honest with you, we wouldn't be sustainable if we were just a band in this day and age. Mm. Like it's just, unfortunately like a slightly outdated model like five white dudes playing metal it's not what you know it's done before unfortunately countless yeah. times. so we've got to try and switch up as much as we can mm. but yeah is there um is there any chance you could do a ohoh podcast or well, something like that toby does a podcast with uh mikey page from the city is ours they do a podcast right. together, um which is yeah really good fun like and nick's been on it um uh lucas from envisions has been on there um, they've had a bunch of really cool guests um so worth checking yeah. out but yeah I, I can imagine that us doing a podcast with like a couple of the band guys at some point in the future would definitely be a thing um yeah i, I, oh, yeah. I there's there's so many different avenues that we would love there to is. take and that we're kind of not closing the doors on anything so it's literally yeah. kind of like just shoot us an idea and we'll go yeah cool maybe we, we could try that out yeah that sounds good yeah, it's the right attitude to have. You uh, you just sort of cast your net and see what sort of comes back to you, really, don't you? Yeah, literally, and like um, always try and keep it like as authentic as possible. So like, yeah, when yeah. Like, we're like doing these live streams and stuff, we we are pretty much just the same as our fans. Like we're mm. pretty socially awkward dudes that play a lot yeah. of video games and you know watch a lot of lame shit. So like, we like mm. to. Like we want that to like resonate throughout that we are just the same as everyone else yeah. that's involved in this process. Like that's why yeah. we're like, very vocal on like the Team OO page and like our Discord channel where we like chat to fans and stuff. Like literally, um, the guy who's helped us set up our uh, Twitch and Discord is a fan called uh, Philip Dunmore that we've literally met through the internet and like we've yeah. met him and now. Luckily, like at the album launch for Burning the Flood and like. I've got him on like Xbox. We're going to play a bunch of Monster Hunter later. Mm. Like, I, I get we we want it to feel like a family, like or like mm. just somewhere like a safe space where people can come that are into the band. Because yeah. you know, like yeah, there just needs to be more of that. You know, without again, without yeah. sounding too corny or anything. Like, I think it's nice. No, I we all kind of like band together because you know mm. it can be a bit shit out here at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about inclusion now. Like yeah. people want to know who the people behind the music are. And they crave and, um, authenticity, you know. Yeah, like, they, they want you to be real, not like and genuine. Yeah. They don't want you to be putting on like a facade that like you're someone. Yeah. So like, 
I'm not going to make out that I'm one of these like super cool metalcore vocalist frontmen guys. Like that's never been me. I've always wanted to be that, but that ain't yeah. me. Like I'm just yeah. myself, and I'm cool with that now, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, it's quite exhausting when you force it as well, isn't it? Like, oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not right. Like. Yeah, just don't don't try too hard to be anything that you're not without yeah. again without sounding too corny or like a motivational mm. poster over here. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I um I tried to do a bit of a solo podcast a while back, and I um listened to it yesterday to cringe a bit, and it was about like us going into a second lockdown. Yeah, and I'm really not very good with this sort of Martin Luther King stuff, but um. I just basically said, like, it'll be all right, guys. Like, we'll, we'll just have to get through it as much as we can. You know, just um, drop me a message if you're, you know, feeling overwhelmed and like the whole world's out to get you. Because obviously, like, there's a saying that I really like, which is a rising tide raises all ships. And obviously, we're all in the storm at the moment, basically. And we're all dealing with it as best as we can with the parameters that we've got in front of us. Um, but yeah, I'm just not not very good with, like, it'll be okay guys but um i think people listen to this a because i've got cool guests such as yourself and b i'm just trying my best to be myself really oh, and dude, uh, that's, that's all so you can do really yeah yeah 100 percent. and yeah just keep doing that man 100 percent. You, you have yeah. to be true to yourself like yeah I, I like that saying too man that's really really cool yeah because you, yeah. you, you have to band together when when stuff gets difficult and like the people that i've met through this band have like mm. I don't know. It's like it's like we we. I remember we played a show in Slovakia one time, and literally like these like three dudes drove like three hours to come to the yeah. show. We were like so excited to see us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll be honest. I was not feeling that show. We turned up. The venue was so like sort of like yeah. dirty and like small, and it was kind of yeah. like oh, I don't really know what to expect here, guys. And there's only like twenty people there, but like those three dudes like moshing hard as anything, and like just massive grins in their faces, buying merch and stuff. Like, that was mm. enough for me. So, like, yeah, I don't know, just, like, the fact that, like, it's made that much of, like, a positive impact in someone else's life is, like, really, really Because, yeah. ultimately, mm. I'm still out here working a retail job, like, five days mm. a week, and so are everyone mm. else in my band, pretty much. And, um, you know, yeah. people, we, we give up, like you were saying about, like, our branding and stuff, we're very hot on it, but, like, we yeah. give off an impression that we're way bigger than we actually are. Um, and yeah. why we like to sort of speak to the fans and the people, you know, buying the merch and spend this money and let them know like the real deal. We're not, we're not putting it on for show. We're just trying really hard to make it and like do the best we can. But yeah. 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 I think um, from what you've just said, you're quite modest. And I think when you are big, because I think you will be, if you carry on the way that you are carrying on and obviously with live gig coming back and everything, I think you're just preparing for the future. Mm. And I think that's quite a positive spin on what you've just said of like, we're not as big as we think we are sort of thing. The fact that oh. you've got a blue check mark on Instagram, mate, means that you are doing something right. So, uh, yeah. very true. Very true. All that and, sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's a double, it's a double sided thing. Cause sometimes you do yeah. have to remind yourself. You do have to be like, Oh, you know what? Like yeah. when I was like 16, 17, my dream was to play tour, a tour in Europe, just a tour. And now that's yeah. like a, a yearly occurrence, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID permitting. But um, mm. yeah, it's you have to remind yourself that, like, oh, you know what? I've actually done what I set out to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I can't hate on myself too much when it starts to get like yeah. financially stressful or like, you know, because yeah. 
being in a band and touring a lot does require a lot from you. And I think I don't like yeah. not like you do have to sacrifice a lot of stuff. So like I see a lot of my friends like getting houses and like, you know, starting yeah. their mortgages and things like that and like getting promotions at work and stuff. And I'm still working the same kind of sort of entry level yeah. retail kind of job. Yeah. just to pay my bills so I can tour because I can't commit to anything else because I want to do the band and I need to, I need yeah, to yeah. tour. So like some, like you're almost like putting everything else on hold for this one yeah. thing. So yeah. it does get, it does get difficult. Sometimes you do doubt it at times. Um, even at our stage, there are times where you're like, Oh, is this, should I just pack it all in kind of thing? But like the reason you stay is because it's like, well, I've, I've done this for so long and like, it's the one mm. thing I've, one thing I've like really, really wanted, to, I'm proud of and want to do with my life, you know? So yeah. you just want to kind of see it through as far as you can. But yeah, I'll yeah. stop rambling now, but yeah. That's cool, man. My mum said something to me ages ago when I was like 16. Mm. And I just thought, this is bullshit. Like, this can't be right. But it's so true. Shout out mum. Shout out Gina. Um, Wait, what did you say your mum's called? Gina. Gina G. Yeah. My mum's called Tina, so I was I thought really? it's Tina and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, my mum's the name the same. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy's reading my mind. No, um she said if you love your job or you're doing something that you enjoy, you never really work a day in your life. And I think that kind of resonates with me doing this podcast because it yeah. doesn't feel like work. Don't get me wrong, this is all me. I don't have a team of like admins or PAs or any like marketing executives or anything like that. It's just Ben. And, um, you know, I've recently taken on a third sponsor, which I'm immensely proud of and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of this, to be honest with you, feels like admin. Um, but the the 20% that I do get to actually sit down and have a conversation with someone like you makes it all worthwhile because I actually enjoy the chatting. Yeah. And that's what it's about, man. Yeah, for sure. And I think exactly the same thing for that half an hour, 45 minutes that I'm up on stage. And then yeah. the whole hour that I get to chat to people after the show, like that's what I do it for. Like, yeah. I'm not doing it for like yeah. the stress or like the long ass drives and like the breakdowns in the van and like, yeah. you know, like yeah. all of that drama is just unfortunate. Like, yeah, it's good. It goes along with it. It's part and parcel. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be this positive without making the sacrifice. You know? yeah. It wouldn't feel as good as it does if there wasn't yeah. all of that going on as well. So it's all yeah. relative as well, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you get it, man. I do. No one ever goes on a 20 day UK tour and goes, I can't wait to go to the next fucking overpriced service station. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's <or> like <laughs> a journey, isn't it? It's I'll not a like, destination. Honest, it's, it's no yeah. disrespect to the UK fans. <laughs> hate tour in the uk mate i hate it because yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> gray and dreary and miserable everywhere and just yeah, yeah food's expensive and yeah yeah I, I much prefer being out in europe if i'm 100 percent honest but at no, the I same time uk fans can't beat them sometimes man like yeah. literally some of our uk fans are some of our biggest and like yeah fans that mm. go the hardest so it's that's yeah. cool yeah sure. yeah i get what you mean um, I think like when you are from the UK, the chance of like you having to, it's essentially a holiday, isn't it? That you kind yeah. of sp- spice in some gigs. Like um, there was a documentary I watched a while back. I can't remember who it was, but they basically did a tour um, and they threw in a load of like surfing dates in oh, Park- Parkway Drive. 
Yeah, it must have been Parkway, man. And then then they played gigs in the evening. Yeah. But the whole tour was based around the best surf spots in Australia. (laughs) And I was just like, (laughs) that's so like classic, like them basically from the very beginning. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that authenticity. Like the fact that, Mm. like, in their documentary where they're like slogging it out doing their first tour in like the UK and they're just like, oh, we don't have money for a hotel and our van will just sleep out under the stars in the freezing yeah. cold in the UK. And I'm like, the fact that they were that positive about it, like we definitely weren't yeah. like that. We, I remember one time we <laughs> broke down like after a show in Bolton, like when we were, this was like 2013, 2014, like right yeah. near the beginning. And like we were literally like pushing our, pushing this fucking five people like people move a car because we didn't even have a van. We're like pushing it down the motorway because it had broken down to the service station. We're just there yeah. like, why do we do this shit? Like, why? Yeah. What? What is the point? We didn't even get paid for the show, so it's like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. we put money into it to just yeah. break down. And like, I think like only like ten people came to the show, and like yeah. that was a hollow show. Like that's yeah. that you know. So like, I'm so appreciative of where we're at now, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, fair play to Parkway Drive for smiling through all yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think being in a band really tests your sort of aptitude and your tolerance for bullshit. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, like the amount of dodgy promoters I met when I was in a band. And that's one of the reasons why I got into promotions and stuff is because I didn't want to be like that. It was the whole sort of we bully the new kids at school because we got bullied and I refused to sort of. Yeah follow that and like i wanted to break the cycle and actually be like a decent promoter reputation oh yeah yeah um, yeah yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's, uh... some, some promoters are fucking awesome don't get me wrong like yeah they are yeah. most of like genuinely in it for 100 percent the right reason but yeah, yeah. there's always going to be the occasional person that's mm. just want to make a quick buck off you know small yeah. bands yeah always always going to happen because that's just yeah. the world we live in unfortunately it's human nature so yeah. Just as a side note, if you are planning to rip off small bands that are already poor, then making a quick buck isn't going to be as quick as you first thought. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> we all shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go be a burglar or a um, bank robber if you want a quick buck properly. But obviously, there's a chance you might get arrested. But yeah, don't don't do that because like what you're saying basically connor is you know you're already kind of at the bottom in terms of like finance and stuff and you know bands put their own money into making merch and stuff i don't know where fans seem to think it comes from but obviously it goes into a pot somewhere doesn't it and then you buy you know a hundred shirts from a company yeah and try and sell them back for like three pound profit each rather than 50 quid like gucci or something like that (laughs) i mean it's like we're really lucky the position that we're in now, but it wasn't yeah. like for a really long time. Like we've been a band yeah. since late 2012. Like we I think we first officially announced like January, February, 2013, but like, yeah. So like eight years kind of, we've been our whole our home. And at the yeah. beginning, like, so for example, the Carmadillo video, um, it's from our album Heartsick. Yeah. I, I, I was living away from home with my ex at the time. I yeah. had to put my whole paycheck for that month. I worked at like Carphone Warehouse at the time and I had to put like my whole friggin' paycheck in to pay for that music video. Like, oh, because yeah. it was so high budget for like where we were at in our career, which didn't have the money. So like yeah. my parents had to like help me out and like help me pay my bills that month. And like, that was like a regular occurrence. I'd be like having to go like ask my parents to like help me out. And like my parents are like the wealthiest people in the world. And like, I know like yeah. 
you know, I'd be working all this overtime to try and get a bit more money just so I could like, you know, get food and stuff for the, the flat and shit like that at the time. Like it, it was really difficult during the Heartsick days. And then like yeah. after the album was so well received, we started to become mm-hmm. like we registered as a limited company. We started yeah. to become a self-sufficient business. And now like I never have to put money in. The band paid everything pays for itself, which is sick yeah. because so many people support us. And like I'm yeah. so grateful for that because I wouldn't still be doing it if it was like that. I wouldn't have been able to slog it for eight years, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. mooching off other people to help me, like mm. just scrape by. Like it's no way to live, but like mm. it is a grind, man. So like anyone starting a band and like getting on that ladder, like yeah. I commend you, but don't expect it to be an easy ride. Yeah. I, think, I, I think you know, obviously, some bands are really lucky and they have like that they're mm. in a financial position when they start to sort of like give themselves a really good push out in, out in there. And that, that's totally cool. I'm not hating on bands to have a bit of money. Like, fuck it, if we had money at the time, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. you know, but a lot of bands, yeah. when they're first starting, they don't have that kind of support or backing. And, you know, we all, I, I do always get messages like, oh, what, what are we doing wrong? What could we do? And it's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the advice to give you. It's just, it's going to be shit for a while and you've got to just try yeah. and make it work. Like, it's, it's never mm. going to be easy. There's no like, oh, what did you guys do to make it work? Yeah. Well, dude like we played show we played a show in wales to a sound man and a dog once that's literally something <laughs> yeah like, yeah and that was our whole home like yeah. it's something yeah. that you just have to go for it's almost like a, a shitty mm. rite of passage in a weird way and i don't mean yeah, that yeah, in, yeah. like college I american campus, like fucking horrible yeah mm. you, you know what i mean like, i don't i don't mean it in like a weird horrible way yeah. it is just something unfortunately that you're probably gonna have to go through unless you're really lucky yeah, it's an initiation, isn't it? And it separates the men from the boys and the uh, ladies from the girls sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, I've got a couple more things to say on that. Um, I'm just going to go to a quick break. We're going to uh, have a little bit of an Archie Soul male grooming ad. Once again, Archie Soul are not dog grooming. They're all about male grooming. So I need to do another pre-recorded segment. So sorry, Connor, but um, yeah, I'd like to get my disclaimers out before I get tons of messages saying my poodle's not doing very well on the beard oil. You know, all that, sort of stuff. that is actually hilarious. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I'll speak to you in a sec and we'll go again. Peace. No hey, guys. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Just an ad read from a new sponsor called Archie Soul Grooming. So we have... ArchieSoul.com. They've currently got a bit of a sale on at the moment. Uh, basically, long story short, I've not really been looking after myself, uh, especially during lockdown and quarantine. I've always been sort of, I'll deal with it later, kind of person really, not really bothered about how I look. And I think now is a good time to change that, uh, especially with like the world opening back up and sort of everyone having massive beards and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so Archie Soul have uh, beard oil, they have razors, old school sort of stuff, uh, power shower, uh, they sell loads and loads of products from loads and loads of places. They're from the UK um, and they recently sent me a box of stuff and it's just been breathtaking. It's been a completely new lease of life uh, in terms of like actually using proper soap and 
actually having an opportunity to sort of care about yourself and sort of give yourself a bit of a lease of life in the morning. Traditionally, I've always um, got up first thing in the morning, thrown some water on my face, said to myself, that will do, and sped off in my car at about 30 miles an hour. So time to change all that sort of stuff and to actually look after yourself and take some accountability, I suppose. So, um, yeah, so get involved at ArchieSoul.com. I have an affiliate link with them, which is Bedlam2021, so that's going to give you 20% off. Companies like American Crew, Anthony, Duke Cannon, who are one of my favourites because they sell the biggest bars of soap I've ever seen in my life. Ace High, Monsieur Barbier, and Anthony. So they stock traditional razors and genuine leather bags for work and for play. And as always, with all of these great companies I work for and promote for, is their priority is an excellent customer experience and they will always go above and beyond for their customers. And there is a guy at Archie Soul called Mark, and he is one of the most responsive people I've ever had the pleasure of dealing with in terms of business. Uh, he's all about getting you what you want at the price that you can afford. Not going to break the bank. Like I say at the moment, they've got a sale on. So check them out at archiesoul.com. Tell them I sent you using Bedlam2021 as the discount code at checkout. And thank me later, because you are not going to regret this, guys. Thank you very much, and back to it. There seems to be a bit of a thing at the moment. I don't know if you can attest to this, Connor, but as soon as people find out that you make money from your hobby or your passion, people instantly like start calling you a sellout, and they start like not giving a shit about you what you do anymore. Yeah. I wondered if that's sort of happened with you, because I'm assuming that the money you make from Our Hollow, you put straight back into you know, whatever you need at that moment in time, like new shirts or yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Or... I mean, it doesn't really like, I mean, we occasionally, like if we do a really, if we do really well on a tour, we'll occasionally make a bit of money. And like, mm. all I say to anyone that like would hate on us for doing that would just be like, dude, like this is like, we've, we've just put three weeks, I've just had to take three weeks off of work to do this tour. And like, I've, I've really enjoyed it, but it has in in a yeah. sense, it technically works. So, like, if I want to take a you know a little bit of money, and we, we, it's there's still enough going back into the business, like to keep yeah. it ticking over, it's not really an issue, and that's kind of like our business kind of thing. But yeah. um, no, I mean, like over the years, we've definitely, um, I mean, we've definitely had people like accuse us of like buying likes on like social media and things like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like, yeah, like there's definitely been like rumors about us and stuff like that. Like, you know, the, the kind of sellout kind of thing. But like all we've ever said to that really is like, I mean, if you listen to our music commercially, like mm. as a band, we've, we've kind of been selling out since we started. Like that's kind of our sound, like in terms mm. of like, if you're talking about like a commercial kind of sound being a sellout, like trying to like appease a wider demographic and that being a sellout in itself. But yeah. like that's just kind of the sound that we choose to go for. Um, in yeah. terms of like us making a bit of money and like getting a bit bigger, I don't know. There might be people out there that think that about us. I haven't personally heard anything, but um, you know, like all I would say is like 
I don't I don't really understand why people would hate on, like you say, like a creative person making a little bit of profit off of something yeah. that they the passion and time into. Like I I will openly admit that like if anyone if I ever ask anyone for a creative service, be that like design work for like single artwork for like my side project or like um you know, like just graphic design kind of jobs or like if I'm buying something off even like, you know, uh what's it like Etsy, you know, like that, like mm. that's what that kind of stuff's for like you know so people that are doing something as a creative outlet can sell the fruits of their labor kind of thing and i i don't really understand why anyone would hate on that you know what i mean of course yeah, I agree. just because mm-hmm. they're trying to make something out of their their passion like i, I really yeah I, I don't get that at all no i agree it's weird because like i see it a lot on youtube because i'm a bit of a sort of youtube fanatic i quite like the uh the sort of the daily upload people and um yeah there's a lot there's a lot of youtubers that have recently taken on taken on like brand deals yeah and people are like what you earn ad revenue and you earn like forty thousand pounds from like maybelline and i'm like why wouldn't you do that yeah i mean like Like, without playing like playing the difficult card here like i mean can you yeah can you blame people like that that that's how kind of how the game is set up to be played these days yeah. like in, in yeah. a sense it's kind of like a, a almost a case of don't hate the player hate the game and i hate yeah. that phrase really fucking hate that phrase okay, yeah, yeah. Like, it does kind of apply to that do you not think yeah like, 100% yeah yeah no i absolutely why why wouldn't you do that like if yeah. your boss pulled you into a meeting room and said we're going to give you 30 grand because you've worked your ass off this year no thanks no, you would yeah. take it, wouldn't you? Like well, if- I, I look at that money as like right. So that's my rent paid for two years. Yeah, without me yeah. having to worry about stuff. Oh, dude, that's if like- someone came to me yeah. at my day job and was like, "Oh, Connor, I want you to wear this badge that says Maybelline on it, and you can earn an extra two pound an hour," I'd be like, "Yep, yeah. sick, no worries, done." <laughs> like it's really not so- that big of a deal. Yeah, so- it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's just odd that people think that we're doing all of this for free. Like, I, I am doing it for free, just as a disclaimer. But um, it's early days for me, you know. We'll see what happens. I mean, for the most um, part, I yeah. still do follow for free. So, you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't really... I, I could have mm. lived off of the money that I occasionally take from this band. Yeah, Not yeah. a member of our Hollow Our Home lives mm. off of our Hollow Our Home. Not yeah. one. And it, this is still something mm. that we have to put our own time... Um, mm occasionally money into not yeah. like not usually but i mean like obviously if we're going if we're on tour i'm gonna spend money on food and that money isn't yeah. coming from the band like we of might course. take like five euros or something each a day to you know buy a, a meal deal out in france hey, but, nice. hey, hey. but uh yeah for the most part it is that is my money that i've earned from my day job to keep me going you know yeah. and then hopefully i might make a little bit back at the end of the tour if we've sold enough merch so i don't yeah. really see that as being a sellout i see that as like me trying to get by <laughs> that's it that's what it's all yeah. about it's just trying yeah. to survive and get your head above the water mm-hmm. so um let's journey on over to video game corner i like to call it as of apparently Wait. 10 seconds ago <laughs> so yeah what's your favorite game and uh, what's your childhood memory of a game? Like, what's your first ever sort of interaction with a console or a certain game that you were playing back in the day? I love, I love these questions. That's sick. Um, <laughs> I, if I had to pick a favourite game series now, it would be Monster Hunter, 100%. Like, I 
play a lot of Monster Hunter. Probably, arguably, too much Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a big thing for me. Like my, I first played it on PSP when I was a kid. Um, I had a PSP when I was younger, and like I literally had no idea what I was doing. Um, yeah. But then during lockdown, my brother was like super into it, and I'd always I played a little bit of World before on like PS4 and Xbox and stuff. But um, yeah, we got super into some of the older titles, and uh, yeah, I've just been hooked, man. Literally, just been hooked. Just yeah, can't stop hunting. Um, and in terms <laughs> of like an, an old memory of a console, like I'm a big Nintendo guy. Like GameCube yeah. and N64 was like oh yeah, favorite, for sure. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Lots of memories of like spending way too much time in like the Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Yeah, like, I played the shit out of that game. So did my brother. Like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. My brother is like a big video game guy, so like we've always kind of like sesh games together. Mm. Um, my earliest memory, though, mm. it's, got, it's probably got to be Pokemon Man on a Game Boy. Yeah. It's mm. got to be really like it's. I, it would be Pokemon Red on a yeah. Game Boy Color for sure. Yeah, like the earliest kind of like actual memory, or like playing um, <laughs> playing Hercules on the PlayStation One. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that's, nice. a, that's a good memory. I remember playing that with my old man and like Tomb Raider on PS1. Mm. Mm. There's quite a few people that mentioned Tomb Raider. That's uh, quite a popular answer. Yeah, uh, like Lara Croft's obviously done all right, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Got to, got to have a bit of Lara in your life, mate. Got no, okay. Especially it. that one graphic Lara. Oh, yeah, the pixely triangles. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're all here for. <laughs> What's all about? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the N64, like, even now, like, I think it was ridiculously ahead of its time. Like, yeah, sure. there was basically no loading at all. Yeah. Like, it, I can't really think of like, any moment. Ability, do you know what I mean? Like, at that yeah. point in time, it was like, all the games are 3D now? What mm. the hell? Like, it was yeah. just, yeah, like, revolution. Like, playing, like, I know everyone says it, and, like, People say it's overhyped, but the first time you played like Ocarina of Time, it was just like yeah. mind Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, like little Kakariki Village or whatever it was called. Like, yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, oh my god, like <laughs> yeah, mind blowing. That was my um. Well, that is my favorite game, Ocarina of Time. Oh mate, I mean it's an absolute classic, and uh, yeah, I cannot fault that. Like that great decision. Like it's it's just like that's the thing. It kind of triggers me when people say it's overrated because like. The only reason I'd say people say that is because they don't have the nostalgia attached to it. But yeah. like so many people do, and that's why it's so heralded. Like it's mm. such a you know amazing game. But yeah, Ocarina yeah. of Time a, a slap out of ten. Love it. I remember um getting to the Shadow Temple for the first time and noticing that there was a shadow forming underneath my character. And then this fucking like spider hand came and grabbed me and <laughs> instantly killed me. And I was like this is not good. Like, I was about <laughs> what, like nine or ten years old. I do. It's terrifying. Um, yeah, the re dead as well. Those fucking zombies, man, that just like yeah. scream at you and start humping you. Oh, mate, it was so scary. So, yeah, scary. like the first time you go into the town, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah, the market, yeah, oh, it's all fucked up when you're an adult, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking horrible. And you're like, oh, yeah. man, I want to go in the mask shop, but everyone's yeah. dead. Like, <laughs> And then they kind of became a bit of a meme in like um, Majora's Mask. Could you yeah. could wear a mask and they'd start dancing and spinning around. <laughs> so yeah, they no. became like 
the nicest things ever, whereas previously in the other game they were like the most terrifying things ever. And there was those mummies as well that looked like they just um, discovered coronavirus was a thing and bought a shitload of Andrex. Yeah. yeah. Good times. I love that game. I absolutely 100%ed that game to death. I got the Big Oron Sword, if you got that. No, never got that. Dude, that I, I, um, I, I love playing it, but like, yeah. Water, Water, Water Temple fucks me every time. Oh, yeah, that was a bitch. Oh, Last boss as well, that swimming pool thing with tentacles. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't yeah. completed Breath of the Wild, to be fair. Yeah, I've not actually played that, but um, I've heard very, very good things about it. And obviously, you've got the whole like recipes and crafting and all that sort of element to it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I will get around to that at some point. Yeah, no, definitely recommend. So, speaking of favorites, um, I want to know what your favorite film is, and then straight off the back of that, I want to know what your top three or top five favorite albums are. Oh, okay, cool. So, favorite film first, if that's all right. So difficult because, like, I actually, I actually kind of like like a lot of like hipstery art house kind of films, but. If I yeah. had to pick a favourite film of all time, it'd probably be Step Brothers. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Which is such a trash choice, I know, but like, <laughs> you literally yeah. quote that film back to back, and I just, yeah. I don't think anything will ever make me laugh as much as that film. Like, no, no, bro. specifically the last like scene where like yeah. you've got like Will Ferrell and I always forget his name. Riley C. Junior, isn't it? The one Riley, my homie mm. Riley, up up on the up on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, literally kills me every single time. Catalina so, yeah. wine mixer. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. Bolts and holes. It's like the most quotable film ever. And like me, Nick, and Bobby, especially, we're like always just mm. quoting it at each other, like all the time. So yeah, yeah Step Brothers is the MVP for sure. Absolutely. Um, Five albums, jeez. So I've already mm. mentioned one. Actually, yeah. I've already mentioned two. So I'll knock those straight out already. So uh, Define the Great Line by Under Oath. And for those who have heart by Days Remember, yeah. 100% in the top five. Or I'd have to put Dookie by Green Day. I'd have to, just because yeah. it's, you know, really, like they were like one of my first big musical obsessions. Yeah. Uh, then I'd probably have to put Nevermind by Nirvana because, again, a massive yeah. influence to me. Um, then I'm going to have to pick a hip-hop album because I haven't said any hip-hop album. I listen yeah. to more hip-hop than I do metal now. So, yeah. I'll be really basic and say <laughs> uh, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So random, random albums there, but yeah. they, they'd probably be like my five most like influential albums because like yeah. Kendrick was definitely one of those rappers that really got me listening to rap and like I've definitely yeah. like branched off and I don't really listen to like much like proper hip hop anymore. I'd listen to yeah. more of it all kind of like emo y trap, soundcloudy kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely was like really influential <laughs> to me at the time. So yeah. Yeah. That's quite interesting the the way that you've done that because I don't know if you've heard of a band called Desolated. They're from Southampton. Yeah, yeah, I know Desolated. Yeah, I recently had Paul Williams on the yeah, singer. Dude, Paul drove us to uh, Teddy Rock. Oh, wow. so probably the year you saw us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
sick. Yeah, I love I love Paul. Our episode was awesome. He was so like up for talking about whatever sort of. Yeah, yeah. but he um he just dropped in a rap album out of nowhere. But I think that's important because like I'm a massive Devin Townsend fan. Yeah, and he says like I listen to every type of music ever. Like a lot of the time when he's writing music, he's actually listening to like meditative sort of music in the background, like that om sort of continuous noise on his Spotify. Like 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 Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just om sort of thing. And um, he's like, I have to eat different types of food, so why wouldn't I listen to different types of music? Like I can't just listen to death metal all the time because it becomes to a point where it's like diluted. Oh dude, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like yeah. if I only had like one like playlist on Spotify or whatever I'm listening to, like if I only had like one pool of music to pull from, like yeah, yeah I don't think I could be a musician one hundred percent. Like, yeah, I mean massively other genres have influenced me when writing uh for this latest hollow album massively massively yeah. and it, even toby as well like we we don't sound anything like <laughs> like i wouldn't put our hollow home and ramstein on the same page but we definitely listened to fucking ramstein when we were writing this album you know what i mean yeah. i know that's still in the same kind of world but like vastly different yeah you can't just listen to one genre and like it, yeah expect to be super creative or like do anything different or yeah anything, yeah yeah, we all pull inspiration, not even from music sometimes. Some of it's from, like, life events. You know, yeah, it's, all, sure. it's all relative. It's all fair game. It's all going on in the world. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you just pull what you can from the moment and sort of see how it sounds when it's all said and done. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, cool. So one of the last questions I'm going to ask you about the band yeah. is what does the future of our hello our home look like and what have you got planned well um we have tours booked for september and november this year whether they will happen or not is still covid meeting but as far as i'm aware and as far as the rest of the band is aware <laughs> um those shows are all still going ahead so like please pick up tickets and um obviously you'll be either refunded or the shows will be rescheduled if they don't go ahead but as i say everything is planned to go ahead as of now so yeah, yeah we've got uk and ireland we're doing ireland for the first time in september which would be amazing um mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to that and then uh november we've got like two two and a half weeks out in europe which will be sweet it'd be good to be back home uh in germany our second second home country for sure yeah um other than that, if I'm 100% honest with you, we have stuff planned, but I can't say anything right now because... Oh, classic. It, it, classic. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> you know, it's so stereotypical, but <laughs> all I will say, yeah. all I will say is that you will not have to wait another mm. three years for more Our Hollow Our Home music. That's all okay. I will say. Yeah, I'll sure. take that. Nice. <laughs> I think what we all want, really, Connor, to be completely honest, reading between the lines here, is we want a fucking hot hot sauce and we want to watch it on your twitch channel as <laughs> All right. a live reaction to complete insanity i mean if it was me eating it there would be yeah. some you know, you'd see some faces like i'd be in a lot of pain like uh, like honestly yeah. salt and vinegar mccoy's mate they're making me work up a sweat like I'm <laughs> honestly i'm awful yeah brilliant <laughs> 
<laughs> what we'll do is we'll we'll put the is it three sources you want to do or was there more? Because you've currently got one, haven't you? Yeah, so we've got we've got one. We've got the burning the flood mm. hot sauce now, which is like the yeah. proper like, chipotle smoky sweet kind of vibe. Yeah. Maple mm -hmm. syrup there, I think. Um, yeah, really, really good. And then we've got the heat sick sauce, which is the super hot, spicy one, yeah. which is and I don't okay. know what peppers are in it. Toby's concocting it at the moment with the guys at this company. So yeah, watch this space. It will it will be coming. Um, but I think they've got like three or four more planned. So it'll yeah. be like a full range, and then we'll sell them all as a set as well at one point. Have you um watched Hot Ones on YouTube? Oh, of course, yeah, of course. I'd love to do so, a metal version of Hot Sauce. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. that's that's definitely the way forward. And you don't know what sauce is on each wing? Oh, yeah, I like it. Risk taking. So it's just complete roulette of you're dancing <laughs> with the devil. Yeah, that's of. an interesting way of switching it up. I like that. I think that's what the people want. It's, I think the people need it. <laughs> they need a bit of distraction from all this crap that's going on at the moment. Yeah, for real, man. Literally. Yeah. Cool. I'm actually thinking at some point, just as a sort of fourth wall thing for all the people out there listening, I'm actually thinking of going to Twitch and like starting an account and doing a just chatting as a sort of video thing. Because this is great as audio only, but obviously there's times where I accidentally, um, what's the word, interrupt people. So um, I'm thinking of going video and I think that would be the, the right vehicle to do it. The only problem I have with Twitch is if someone subscribes or follows me, I'd have to like disrupt the flow of conversation to say, thanks Richie Mac 492 for the four months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, th this is it. Like it's doing any kind of thing through a screen, mm. like where you're mm. interacting with another person. I find like, me and Toby are awful for it. Like, I apologize to you as well because I've definitely done it to you at least like five times. But like, yeah. I like accidentally talking over people, and it comes yeah, across really professional. So like, I do apologize. But no, it's, it's just, cool, man. I get really excited when I'm talking about yeah, stuff. Same. <laughs> just yeah, I, I know you get it. So yeah, but... I, for me, it's I will forget what I was going to say unless I literally say it right now. Oh yeah, I, I people don't believe me when I say that. They think that I just want to hear the sound of my own voice, which, you know, sometimes is true. Sometimes I want to listen back to this and make sure it sounds all right. But, um, yeah, it's very much in the moment, you know, due to the nature of podcasts, things can go on a bit of a tangent quite quickly. Oh, easy. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. But there we go. So, yeah, um, I think that pretty much wraps up what I wanted to ask you. Um, and I wanted to quickly mention on my notes here, but I remember watching you at the Joiners in Southampton. Yeah. Uh, Cobblestones, Bridgewater. And obviously I saw you at Teddy Rocks. Yeah. On the Vocal Zone stage. Nice. Um, Were we headlining that time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my mic didn't work for like the first song, apparently. And I had no All idea. Right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I used to volunteer at Teddy Rocks um, a little bit, not fully for like the five days and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, when Tom Newton told me that In Me were booked for one of the years, I literally just completely had like a fucking breakdown because they're my absolute favorite band of all time. And they don't usually play anywhere sort of south of Southampton. Yeah. So for them to play Blandford, which is literally like 15 minutes away from my house, I like, like just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I absolutely love In Me so much. And they're all such nice guys and stuff. I was just so...
gobsmacked that that had like formulated and obviously it's for a great cause and everything so it was just a win-win for everyone really so sick man that's awesome yeah so yeah i can definitely see you on a big stage though going back to the whole arena dream of everything oh dude, I think- yeah, I mean, that's kind of the goal yeah. it's not like um in like an mm. egotistical kind of way it's just like that's where we think our songs would sound best like yeah big sort of arena stage you know opening for like bigger acts and stuff like that's the kind that's where we see this band going you know so yeah fingers crossed we get there but we're just going to have fun in the process regardless so yeah but i also like what you said earlier as well about just checking yourself and saying to yourself like i've already been on tour so everything else is a bonus yeah like i've already that's a really good attitude to have yeah like everything that like 14 15 year old me wanted to achieve yeah. Has it, I've, I've, I've done it like th- th- those bucket list things that I wanted to do I've done them and yeah. I've done them a thousand times over now and like it is important to kind of just be like you know what fair play dude like you yeah props to you like you, you yeah. it was something that you wanted to do from a really young age you stuck with it and you managed to do it so fair play so like because yeah. like I have always struggled with self-confidence I'm sure a lot of people like, well, I know a lot of people do, and I've met a lot of people through our band that have told me, you know, about struggles with self-confidence and depression and anxiety and the, 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 yeah. all the issues that I've struggled with over the years. And yeah. um, the band has really helped me, like, put things into perspective at times um, and, like, be just be a lot more, like, appreciative and understanding of myself and, like, just, like, you know, we we've done really well. Like, for a band from Southampton... I'm really yeah. fucking proud of everything that we've done. And like, I yeah. don't really care what, like, and not in like a, oh, I don't give a fuck, man. But in a like, I just yeah. don't care what anyone else has to say on that. In yeah. like, a, if you want to hate on it, cool. If you want to say that like our parents have paid for fucking everything for us, cool. That's fine. I yeah. mean, that's, that's not true, but just say what yeah. you want. Because I don't have the time for it because I'm too busy enjoying this and living in the that's moment. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I just don't have the time for the hate. In that, no, you get masses of hate because we really don't like we're mm. pretty, we get it pretty chill, and like we've got mm. a lot of friends in this industry as well. So, like, I can't just sit here and be like, oh, we get hate all the time because we don't, but like, mm. I just mean, like, yeah, you've, you, you've got to appreciate where you've come from, and like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, just enjoy and live in the moment a little bit more when it comes Absolutely. to the battle. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to tour and scream my head off in foreign countries for my whole life you know so just enjoy it while i can that's it what a great way to end so the last question i've got for you connor which is obviously the most important one is what is your go-to meal deal oof go-to meal deal um it's got to be something really basic like a like a chicken and bacon wrap or like a chicken caesar wrap like i'm a, I'm a fan of a wrap yeah like, okay so i'm gonna go with that um I used to be, I was veg for like a good two, three years, but so it would have been mozzarella and pesto wrap, but now it's, it's chicken bacon all the way. Um, yep. Yep. What else are we going for? I'm trying to be healthy at the moment, so I'd probably pick some fruit. I'd probably pick some like melon or some like apple. And grape. I know that's a bit dead, but I'd, <laughs> if I was picking crisps, I'd go pop chips. I fucking love a pop chip. I'm a big fan. They are good, actually. Yeah. Like, nice. like the pocky ones, all the sorted ones. They're the ones. Yeah. Um, and drink wise, I'd be going something. I'm a big fan of a blue flavored beverage. Like if it's blue, I'm gonna enjoy it. So, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but like yeah. if it's blue Gatorade, here for you, bro. I've got. I'm, I'm here for that. If not, yeah. it's gonna be like a classic, just classic water. Maybe I'll just go for. I got gotta look after the old throat. I try and avoid the fizz. 
maybe go yeah. for maybe go for like a smoothie or something like a naked smoothie like i'm pretty yeah. i try and be healthy with my meal deals these days i think touring has taught me that fiber is important you know yeah like, yeah yeah i can't we can't be having a beige banquet every day because i'm gonna feel yeah. shit that's it yeah so yeah that's so, my yeah. healthy little meal deal there we go you heard it here first guys if you uh <laughs> you want to support Connor from our hollow our home whilst he tries to regain his life on tour back and you fancy uh giving him a nice little snack when you meet him you know what to buy him some pot chips and blue drinks please that's it yeah if it's blue it's good apparently <laughs> so, yeah right well that is everything that I've got written down um yeah I'm pretty happy with that to be honest um yep. is there anything that you wanted to ask me or is there anything that you want to promote any bands any endorses or any any sort of stuff like that no, I mean, I'd, probably, I'd probably just say uh like thank you to everyone who has checked out burn in the flood already if you haven't yep. please go check it out it's literally available everywhere now like torrent it if you need to i don't care <laughs> just go listen to it and let us know what you think of it um yeah hollow supply co if you want some merch Hollow Gaming, if you want to watch me and Toby scaring ourselves shitless playing Resident Evil Village or just playing Minecraft, we do that sometimes too. Um, and we're just down to chat. So just come join the Twitch, come join the Discord, hit us up on the Team OO Street team. Just come come get involved. Come be part of the family. Um, and Good. yeah, thank you anyone that already supports our Hollow Home. And thank you, dude. Like, because there was right. a long period of time where no one fucking wanted to talk to any anyone <laughs> in our home. Like, literally no one cared about our Hollow Home. But yeah. many years so thank you for taking your time to speak no worries to really appreciate it it's a pleasure and i appreciate um people sort of i don't know i i see you as a an elevated individual in my own mind which is probably a bit strange um yeah, it's very strange to me fact, yeah <laughs> the fact that you're willing to spend an hour talking to me um yeah it's, it's cool so yeah hopefully i'll be able to get some more people on that i look up to um Hopefully, yeah. going to try and tie the knot with Dave McPherson from In Me at some point. Oh, um, there's a cross for you on that one because now I know they're your yeah. favorite band, so I want that to happen. Yeah. I'll just be shaking the entire time, let's be honest. <laughs> they're um, all normal dudes, man. They're all normal yeah. dudes. I mean, not the normalist, but they're all normal dudes. Yeah, that's it. And I've got a tiny little announcement that I might as well just drop now. Um, at the end of this month, I've actually got a guy who was in a Lad Bible YouTube video. So there was a YouTube video that was a bit of a viral sensation back in the day, which was an old soldier meets a young soldier. So I've actually DM'd the young soldier in that video, and that video's just hit 30 million views on YouTube. Sheesh. And he's actually up for coming on, which is mental. That's and it. he's a war veteran. So hopefully we'll get some interesting stories out of him. Nice. But yeah, just keep going for it, really. You know, that's that's what I can say, really. If you yeah. want to uh, give this a go, download Anchor and give it a go yourself, I suppose. But yeah, no, thank you very you... much, Connor. Yeah, no, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, mate. Thank no you. No worries. And the only thing I'm going to ask from you now is obviously when this is up tomorrow night, if you could share it, that would be absolutely fantastic. Of course, and no problem, mate. Yeah, no worries. If you want to come on again or something like that, if I get all the video stuff sorted, then uh, I'd be glad to have you, mate. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, you know where I am. Just drop me a message, man. No problem. No worries. Take care. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Just a quick ad read. Ocean Bottle. 
I recently reached out to this company as I thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic. Support livelihoods, stop ocean plastic. These award-winning bottles come in a range of colours, including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contained double walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam Podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own Ocean Blue one soon with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Um, I'm just doing this as a pre-recorded segment because I always forget. Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads. Um, Sometimes I do two in one week. So yeah, please do uh, consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.